When I first started teaching, I took over for a teacher who had been teaching for at least 15 years. And he had stockpiled a whole bunch of things. We even joked that first year as I was attempting to clear things out that we could have a drafting museum. Because I think what had happened is that anytime an architecture firm or an engineering firm was getting rid of something because they had upgraded to computers, he inherited everything. Anything that had to do with board drafting, I had in my storage room, I actually had two storage rooms, And I also had an office that was completely unusable for the first two years of my teaching career because there was much stuff inside. Today's question comes from Ryan and Ryan is living in a similar situation and maybe you have also been lucky enough to inherit other things from previous teachers. But Ryan is a physics and engineering teacher and has realized that his stockroom that he inherited actually has a whole bunch of things that have never been opened before and it's not really organized. In any of his previous jobs, he's always had a stockroom that somebody else has put together. He's trying to figure out what to do and where to start. Specifically, he is asking if I have any recommendations of how to organize a room like this and what kind of bins, trays, containers, etc. work really well. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Masick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. To answer Ryan's question, I am going to dive into three tips that I give within the Set and Order Your Classroom mini course that goes into how to organize your classroom space, your teaching space, your shop space, whatever you have to be teaching all of your preps and giving you some ideas today that you can take and implement if you are in a similar situation. So the first tip is before you do anything, you need to set the intention for the space or for that equipment or materials. And you need to decide, is this something that only you want access to? Or at some point, could you want students to have access to that? Because it will change or it could change where you decide or how you decide to organize those based on making it simple for students to return. And granted, it is really nice for you to know how to return things as well. And so that especially if you share a storage space with someone else to have a system that is kind of a no-brainer where everything's going to get put back where it should, that is going to be the key. Decide who is going to be needing to access these materials and how frequently, because that could also change where you put things if there is going to be something that's going to be used more frequently, you would make sure that it is an, an easily accessible area, a lower shelf, anything that maybe you only use once a year 
could go higher. Set that intention first. The second thing is I love me some clear bins. Anytime I put anything in an opaque bin, I have no idea what's in it. And normally I'll just keep shoving stuff into those bins and they're those huge bins. I know you know what I'm talking about, the black bins with the yellow lids or the green bins and they're they're awesome. They don't cost a lot of money, but once you put something in there, it's like the black hole. You have no idea what is in there any longer and any amount of labeling really still doesn't totally let you know because first off, there's no way that you are going to put one thing in that bin because it's so big. You could fit 12 things in there. To keep things separated is more difficult. Clear bins is what you want. Now I already alluded to something as well. Those big bins, as awesome as they are and as much stuff as you can put in them, tend to have some issues because they are big. So you can put a ton of things in there and the bins get heavy. And then they also, you're able to put a lot of different things that are not related to one another. So clear is the way to go. Now, also on the word of bins, I don't really love bins. I know they have their place and sure, they're great, but if I had my way and if things could be lowered, I would have everything in drawers so that you could pull things out, make it easy to put things in and you don't have to pull down all of the bins to get to the top bin. So it ends up happening is that you have stacks and stacks of bins, so you have to pull them all down to get the bottom one. And with the drawer, you could just pull out that drawer. Whenever possible, do a drawer that's clear or a bin that's clear and that will save your life. Now with your sizes, kind of depends on if you have any built-in cabinetry. If you do, you can still utilize bins and drawers within those and they can still just be hidden away. The final tip is going to be to label whenever possible with an image. You can have the word, but also have an image. There is a phrase in Japan called pokeyoke, which is essentially it's idiot proof. But the idea behind it is that anybody can figure out how something goes. A great example that you're probably used to a lot is a an outlet or a plug with the three prongs. If your plug has three prongs, there is only one way to put it in. Now that the plugs with the two prongs Sometimes you have to fill around with them because you think they could go one way and then you have to flip it over and put it the other way. But the three prongs, it's a no brainer. That's how it goes together. Thinking of that, you wanna make something that's super simple. Going back to tip number one, where you're wondering if it's going to be accessed by students. If you have it super, super simple and this poke okay, you're using that idea of making it so that anyone, a substitute, a TA, anyone, can know where your scissors are or where your calipers are because you've got a picture on there. They don't even have to know 
that a caliper is a caliper. They have no idea what it's called, but they see that picture, they can match it up, they can put something in there. And this can be that you find some clip art online, you can print off a picture, you can take a picture of the item and put it in there. So with that as well, that whole idea of just making it so, so, so simple, you take a picture of what's in the drawer, you glue or tape that picture to the front of your drawer so you can still see inside, but you know what's supposed to be in there. That is going to make your life much easier when you are organizing and we are tackling this project. Now it is time to review any of you who are in this similar situation to Ryan. This is what we went over. The three tips. First is decide that intention. Who needs access to that material or equipment? and plan where you are going to store that accordingly. Tip number two, use clear bins and or drawers whenever possible so that you can see what's inside and you don't forget what you have. And number three, label with some sort of image so that anyone can return those items to their proper place. Don't forget that this series is going to be continuing through the summer. If you have any question, any question at all, make sure that you send that to me over on Instagram or my email at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. And if this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. Be sure to share it with your teacher friends. Until next week. <laughs>